Welcome back to Ladies with Gumption, episode 135, Ill Effects. I am May, and I am here with... Tatiana. And Jessica. We are Ladies with Gumption. We recap DCTV in a flash. You can always find us on ladieswithgumption.summer.com. All of our podcasts are on iTunes, uh, po- Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, Amazon Podcasts, whatever that is honestly called. I need to check. <laughs> um, and we are also on Patreon. So, of course, if you already have Patreon, you already know these things that we repeat every week about so supporting us and all the extra content that you get. You get 24 uh, hours in advance podcast before it drops to the public and you also get episodes on like the witcher we did wandavision recently we did upload we did um, umbrella academy we do so much um we'll do, and we have we do so much for this community we'll probably we'll probably do the, the <laughs> four hour snyder cut at some point this yes, month when it drops sadly. Oh. So. yeah oh, yes, yes. and probably like i don't know um that was a preview like falcon and winter soldier yeah falcon and winter soldier definitely mm-hmm. and all, the, mm-hmm. all the good marvel stuff that are coming up um and the boys of course because that's already mm-hmm. greenlit for season three so all extra stuff for now, it's 50% off, so if you are feeling generous and can afford it, we are currently running a sale for $5 a month to access all the episodes. Um, I think we're at 40-something extra ed- episodes outside of the regular ones, um, and that will go through next week, the end of next week. So you have until then. Um, so hopefully you you feel that you can support us. And if not, that's perfectly fine because I know things are tight right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but for those who do support us currently, thank you so much. We always, always appreciate it. In the news, we have the Oprah interview with Harry and Meghan, which was and this a big is, deal. I, can, I can connect this to DC. Because <laughs> <laughs> David Harewood actually talked about this on a podcast. Like was, I think it was like LBC or something like that. Oh. So he did talk about the interview and the effects that it's having on Britain at the time. So there is a connection. Even if there wasn't one, we need to talk about it. What did he say the effect on Britain was? Well, it was just like the whole thing about how, um, you know, Harry and Meghan talked about um, the racism that they faced from the UK press. And then, of course, the comment about how dark Archie's skin would be. And, you know, Britain is all like, oh, my God, there's no racism here kind of thing. Uh, or they're act, like, you know, the shock and all of like, us? Racist? Who? And so David was kind of like, you know, it is an interesting atmosphere looking at it as a British citizen living in not the U.S., well, U.S., Canada, the Western right. side, mm-hmm. and how Americans are reacting to this versus like the British people being, you know, shocked that racism is a thing that exists in their country <laughs> they cannot believe yeah <laughs> it's so interesting too because i've for the few british people that i are am acquainted with anyway they're like brits usually hate the monarch so much and i'm like well y'all need to like sort yourselves out because there's something there we need to defeat the monarchy once again <laughs> it didn't work the first time <laughs> but it was really interesting because um i don't know if like for me personally it was I learned a lot more than a lot more about the monarchy itself and like how it functions as an institution, mm-hmm. you know, like Megan called it like the family business basically. Um, and like what the levels are, they have like an HR department and how obviously it does not work. Um, and then of course, you know, we got into the root of what was really happening and it's, it's so funny cause like Megan 
clearly she knows it was racist. And then Harry's like, yeah, it was racism. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But we had Oprah kind of deliver a great interview in general. We got like really candid. I don't think it it was never boring. There was always something to talk about. It was really interesting because, you know, these are public figures who have really been in the media for uh, a few years now. And we all know something about the level of like articles and just like random shit that the UK press would be mad at Megan about. And, you know, like there's a whole bunch of like comparisons that people have been circulating the difference in the media coverage of what Megan does versus what Kate does, even Mm -hmm. if it's the same thing, Um, you know, like (laughs) avocados are yeah i remember that yeah and it's so it's so wild because like it becomes obvious in this they're so it was so vicious and it was constant and then to hear it from like her perspective about how dark it really got for her um was just really really sad yeah yeah because like i mean obviously we only see certain things but everybody sort of like knew you know to some extent anyway that it was bad um, but to finally have her kind of like talk about it in her own words and what she experienced personally, like she's, she sort of has her voice back and that was like a really great thing to see. Um, and the fact that like now they're pretty much disowned by the monarchy at this I point. Like, I like the parallel that she made because I thought it was really, really great um, when she was talking about watching like The Little Mermaid mm-hmm. and how, you know, when Ariel married her prince, she had to lose her voice, but now mm-hmm. she gets yeah. her voice back at the end. I thought that was that, really. That was very well done. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or very well put rather. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, it was a great interview all around. Yeah. Um, any Oprah's thoughts? really great at. I mean, I just think that she's obviously really good at interviews, but like just like pulling, you know, like a conversational setting, mm-hmm. a conversational tone, and then like pulling more information out of people. And also, I think it was really funny how, like, Megan obviously is used to it. I mean, Harry should be used to it too, but Megan is used to being like, what's the what's the word I'm looking for? You know, like like being questioned over and over again. And mm-hmm. getting and sort of like being like prodded, if you will. Whereas mm-hmm. Harry seemed to be like every time that Oprah would be like, "Can you clarify?" She's like, she didn't like, answer the question. Exactly. I said, I said Oprah. Harry would be like, "I already, I already answered this. What are you talking about?" And I was like, "He's not used to this." <laughs> yeah, it's just like interesting stuff that he would he would say, and I don't think he necessarily even intended to say it, but like the bitterness of his dad not returning his calls, or mm-hmm. you know, things like the the conversation about the the baby skin tone but like making sure that he's like it's, it was not my grandma but you can right, drag everybody else <laughs> not my grandfather so like yeah. process of elimination my dad stopped taking my calls and megan did go out of her way to be like kate's a good person so it's obviously not kate either um yeah. so we're like hmm 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 <laughs> But I, I think like one the the I think the most shocking thing that I know like a lot of people were shocked about like the skin tone comment, which um, I mean you know that part it, it's it's still like shocking that it was said, but it's not shocking that someone it was in that felt. said it. Yeah, right, right. Um, but to me, I think the most shocking part of the interview was both of them, especially her, having these thoughts, having these like right. mental health issues, asking for help, and then being told no, like, yeah, uh, definitively no. Like that, that was, that's probably so, like the hardest part. Right. And I think needs to be um, talked about more and, and right. lifted up more in terms of like mental health issues and support for people that need help when they ask for it to give it to them. 
yeah definitely yes. like that was that was so heartbreaking to hear about and then of course it's just like obviously something is broken in the system if they're not if they think that it's a bad look to go get help right or even like why do they even need to tell anyone you know and it also goes back to like what they decide that they're going to cover up and what they decide that they're going to just like let right you know fly free like the, the whole thing with the crying so which is just i still don't understand like that like what what reasoning could there be to not an affair to cover up <laughs> <laughs> but that's a different podcast it's also important that she yeah. even like because i think megan she came from a union right she was part of the um right yeah as, SAG, yeah. And to go to a place where clearly that was no longer the case and her seeking help from like HR, just a, just a important lesson that HR does not work for you. It works for the organization. So, yeah. So it was just a good interview all around. Lots of um, great new information and also just kind of like a lot of sadness too. Um, some not great new information. Some not great. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I, think, I think it just goes to say like for me, like our investment in Harry Megan is, you know, Megan being an American woman who's like, yes, she's a, she's across the pond. She made it as a princess, <laughs> but also like this, um, her story sort of mirroring a little bit of Diana's and how attached, like we all were to her. And like, I remember my, my parents were very attached to her. So it feels that that same attachment now for Megan, um, and hope that like does not, like she was able to get out and that that's right. nice and with you know that her she's has her husband with her she has yeah her baby. Exactly. she has that a support system summer. yeah that baby yeah. girl is born on american baby born on july the 4th <laughs> 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 I'm, I'm what fan fictioning starting now, a big so. pool yeah <laughs> yeah betting pool independence day <laughs> yeah <laughs> So if you have not seen it, go check it out. <laughs> it's it's oh, airing wait. again tonight. Well, well, it, this podcast will be after it aired. But oh, it's, they've been getting a lot of mileage out of it. Yeah, <laughs> twenty-one million domestically and sixty-one yeah, and I think million it's airing globally. Wow. CW on the twenty-fifth. Yeah. So. Wow. No, but I was gonna say I think the most surprising like news from it was Tyler was the Tyler Perry that let them say. Oh yes, place. this. I was like, <laughs> what? Oh, and got them. Well, I knew that. I knew like I've I'd seen like. TMZ story or whatever that they were yeah. staying at his house, but the but the reasoning behind right right and like the security and all that that was new. Yeah, I was like, what? Tyler Perry's on the Aftermath production? Damn. But yeah, hmm. a little surprised. Yeah. yeah. Moving Horrible. on to actual DC TV stuff, um, <laughs> we do have I guess my thoughts on Superman Lois <laughs> and Joe's thoughts because Joe had thoughts. Um, all were, right, that her thoughts on Tumblr or was it an email? It was in an email. Okay. Customer S. Well, while I find this email, I will tell you my thoughts. Um, and this, I will say that this episode was much better. Like, it's starting to pick up a little bit. I think that, like, while I still think the central drama between Clark and his sons is sort of boring. Um, and the fact that, like, Lois still doesn't really get anything with her sons is also not great. But I really liked Lana's storyline with her daughter. And I felt like it was the m emotional core of the episode because it sort of goes through, like, her daughter is now seeing a therapist. We don't really, we assume it's because of her parents' divorce and it is, but also she, I think she attempted to um, commit suicide the year before or something like that. Oh. And so it's kind of like really dark and heavy uh, material. But I think that 
like her mom is trying to reach her the whole episode and like talk to me. We used to be so close. And then they have like a really great breakthrough moment at the end about, um, you know, opening up and why she's she's kind of distancing herself from her mom and stuff like that. So it was very, really emotional. And I think the actresses uh, played that really well. Um, so it's surprising that the Kent family is not doing it <laughs> for me, but it's the it's Lana and her daughter who are. I mean, at the end, they introduce uh, a character named Lar who's basically like, or Leslie Lar, and people are assuming she's uh, Lesla Lar, who's like a nemesis of Supergirl mm-hmm. in the comics. Mm-hmm. Um, so they brought her in, and I guess Morgan Edge is working with like super-powered people, because when Clark goes to save Lois, um, who's investigating Morgan Edge and people's like kids disappearing whenever they go to work with him or whatever, really shady stuff. Ew. Yeah, it's creepy. <laughs> uh, he then ends up like fighting, mm. like he comes in and, you know, it should be easy peasy or whatever, but he ends up fighting a dude who's like super strong and he almost bested him. So that was really interesting. And then of course, like I hope that they're really building towards Lois's investi- investigation and her journalism arc. Um, Cause this episode felt to me like very, um, was it six ten of the flash when Iris was really getting going on the black mirror stuff, uh, the black mirror, um, <laughs> black, black hole. holes thank you <laughs> um so yeah so i think it's it's picking up in general and there's at least some interesting things to like keep you watching besides just the family drama stuff and it's really nice too that the show doesn't have a team <laughs> clark just shows up to save the day because he can he doesn't need a bunch right. of people kind of telling him it would what be to ridiculous if Sabrina had a team though. yeah it would be it was okay for clark in smallville but it would not make sense for a superman clark <laughs> indeed all right, and Joe also had feedback. It's very short. Where is Joe? Joe, I'll I'll read it. Is it's, it Yes, yeah, she just says it's off to a good start with some intriguing storylines. Not so into the teen stuff. At least Lois gets her own villain with Morgan Edge. The end. <laughs> <laughs> short and sweet. Love that. <laughs> um, and then. Uh, this is not DC TV, but it's really cool. Kung Fu is coming out April 7th, and they released the first trailer for it, and it looks pretty amazing. Um, I don't know your lady's thoughts on it. I watched the show, like the 90s show, um, and my first thought was like, why are there a bunch of white people in this one? <laughs> Even as a kid, I'm like, this is strange. But now we're actually getting like an <laughs> Asian cast. And wasn't like the good. story behind that. It was supposed to be Bruce Lee or something like that, but like the studios didn't think that the show would sell with an Asian lead, and that's why they went with uh, what's his face, David. Uh, yep. Sedine. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So that sucks. So now we're finally getting an actual like Asian cast, and the lead and character. One looks, guy. Yeah, and one <laughs> random white guy. Because <laughs> you have to have a white. Which goes always. back to the thing because I was reading an interview with um Eddie Murphy for Coming to America, like the sequel, and he oh, was yeah. saying like for the first one that. They had because it was an all black cast, and they're like, "Oh, I don't know if we could do this, but we have to have like a white person." Have he's like, "Why?" So that's why Louis Anderson is in the movie. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so I guess they had to do the same thing here because unfortunately, there always has to be a white person because white people can't handle stuff that doesn't include them. <laughs> but other other than that, the, I think the show looks really good. Any thoughts? Yeah, I think it looks really good. I like that it's the lead is a girl this time, um, and. It just, it looks really interesting. I I can't remember all of the trailer, but um, what I saw of it, I'm intrigued. And I would want to, like, tune in on April 7th to watch it. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm also excited. I think I think it looks good. The trailer was, was fun. In general, I'm not, you know, 
I wouldn't care about a show that's about any kind of fighting. But <laughs> but I will I will give it a shot just, you know, for the sake of championing diversity. <laughs> And then Nicole, speaking of diversity, Nicole Maines and Cameron Johnson are writing comic book stories for a few DC issues. Mm -hmm. So Nicole will finally have like Dreamer be in the comics as, you know, her character on Supergirl, which is amazing. And then Cameron wrote a story for Luke Fox. So great things are happening there um, for them. And that's fantastic. And then um, what else? What else? Yeah. So Luke's, uh, sorry, Cameron's is is for a Batman anthology comic. And then. Nicole's is for uh, DC Pride. So that's excellent. And then Kiersey Clemens, at long last, has officially been confirmed again <laughs> as Iris Ooh. West in the Flash movies. <laughs> really so long course, life, Iris West. Yes, seriously. <laughs> it's been a long time coming. There's been so much, but I guess like because the movie's finally starting to uh, gonna start filming in April, we're finally getting all this garage news. news. Yeah, yeah, so there's just a lot of stuff going on there. Um, and of course, because haters are going to be haters, they're all out. And for some reason, so think that like, one yeah, deleted like, scene one... tells them everything they need to know. Right. There's like <laughs> one so hater that was like, scene. yeah, she's like, it. I'm just like, I like DCEUIers based on the writing for the two characters. I'm like, what writing? <laughs> exactly. Like she's been hit by a car and a scene <laughs> that was deleted. <laughs> <laughs> it make sense. <laughs> it's so, and also, I'm sorry, but if you are basing any character preference on writing in a movie that was directed by Zack Snyder, then you're playing yourself because <laughs> all of the characters have been warped thus far in the Snyderverse. Please don't dox me. <laughs> <laughs> this is a safe space. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, basically, you need to get your head out of your ass if you think that mm-hmm. anything so like to, and also it's, it's just to have you, a competition. Like, it's just terrible. Want, they probably didn't even want like the reason that it took her casting so long. Why would it take her casting that long to be reconfirmed unless there was like something in doubt? And I'm pretty sure that all those like Iris, like Candace haters were probably hoping that she would be recast. And now that she is confirmed, they're like, oh, yeah, we liked her all along. Shut up. Anyways. Which is such bullshit, because especially since it seems like the movie's pretty much borrowing from yeah, the Flash it, TV it, show. They're exact it's same the story. Same thing. So it's like, I don't know what you're expecting, because it's going to be the same type of Barry and Iris that we've seen on the show with different actors. <laughs> you so. know, it, the story will be different in general, like the plot, but, you know, I don't know what they're expecting, but whatever. Anyway, um, Flash movie also cast... Maribel Verdu as Nora Allen, who we get to see how she dies. Die again. Can't wait. Can't wait. <laughs> and apparently, the the actor whose name I forget, Billy Crudup, is no longer going to play Henry Allen. So I guess they are going to have a recast there. Um, if they're still going to do that whole storyline. Yeah, because he's in the morning show. I think that's why. So. Oh yeah, I know. forgot that was getting a second. When you when you wait six years to make this film, <laughs> sometimes some of your actors cannot be in it they have anymore. Other shit I know. <laughs> I'm surprised they honestly held on to like Ezra Miller for this long. Right. But, but it, and it is sad too, because Billy Crudup is actually really great casting for Ezra Miller's yeah. dad. So he's like there's like someone put like side by side of like an old photo of Billy Crudup and I was like, Oh my god. I <laughs> yeah, see, it was really I good. See for, like, the vision. Two minutes he was on screen in <laughs> Batman versus, versus Superman, Superman. Justice yeah. League, whatever. Anyway, when they were back when they were clipping <laughs> scenes from. Yes. Oh yeah, you're right. It was Justice League. But from yeah, when the they were clearly the just taking the pilot of Flash. 
<laughs> and now we're going to get the pilot of the flash but it's going to be two hours long <laughs> <laughs> um speaking of great casting doom patrol casts michelle gomez as madame rouge for season three which is excellent because i love her so i'm glad she's going to be um joining the weird that is doom patrol um and then of course i HBO also Ma- love her <laughs> HBO Max is apparently uh, has apparently like a, um, a Batgirl Zatanna project. And I think they're TV shows. They're, yeah, they're WB uh, whatever days where they like show like all the stuff that they're planning on doing and they showed like a screen of all the things that they were doing and there's a picture of like Batgirl and also one of Zatanna so people are assuming that that means, you know, those are going to be actual projects that are going to be at HBO Max. So we'll learn more about that. We'd love to see it. <clears throat> and then non-DC TV news, we've got the Powerpuff Girls is getting a live action but, yeah, uh, reboot of the Powerpuff Girls. So the animated series from Cartoon Network, but these are no longer kindergarten superheroes. They are 20-something <laughs> women who are <laughs> just are disillusioned depressed. by life. Millennials. <laughs> Exactly. They are tired of this shit. <laughs> they had a traumatic childhood of crime fighting and now they're questioning everything. <laughs> but it does have a good cast. So they've cast Chloe Bennett, Dove Cameron, and Yana Peralt in the lead roles. So Chloe is um, Blossom. Blossom. Dove Cameron is Bubbles. Bubbles. And, and Yana, Yana is Buttercup. So that, I mean, seems decent to me. I don't know what to expect. It's the CW. Right. It's going to be like teen. Mm-hmm. Teenish drama, I guess. Um, or but young, young adultish young drama. But they've, you know, I'm just going to say, I, I, this, it's, it's like I'm going to have to check out the pilot now. You know, okay. Well, I was like, all right, the casting was decent enough. But now <laughs> I have to check out the pilot. Thanks a lot. Indeed. And then Jess and Claire from um, Chilling Adventures of Sabrina has gotten a role, a lead role in the boys spinoff, <laughs> which does not have a title yet, but it is happening. And I think Amazon. Yeah, it'll be called college. The Girls. It's called The What? No, I said it should be called the girls. Oh, <laughs> but it, it, that would be great. Well, they do like two of the two leads that they have cast right now are both girls, Jazz and, and another girl. Um, but this is the one that's like set at a university for mm-hmm. soups. Yeah. So that would be interesting. I like that yeah. it's in college and not like a high school. Yeah. Thing. That yeah. is interesting. I like I like that concept too because like obviously there have to be people who like train to get to, you know, to the hired lead by an agency. Yeah. Thing. yeah, exactly. So I like that. Yes, exciting stuff for the boys, which I think started filming in January for season Aww. three. So that's exciting. Um, and then, of course, we have our format, Joy, No Joy, Feedback, Lady with Gumption of the Week. This week, we only have two shows because Batwoman was not on. Um, but we will start and with... we Black- don't recognize Superman we don't in recognize- this house. <laughs> <laughs> we already did that in the intro. Yeah. <laughs> You're getting little nuggets, but not not too much. (laughs) We will kick it off with Black Lightning and Side A, and the lovely Jessica will be your host. Yes, so Side A is called Sun Tzu versus Machiavelli. Um, On Black Lightning, Gamby, with a blinking you missed it assist from Barry, supports uh, Black Lightning, a.k.a. Jefferson, as he departs on a special mission to collect the particles formerly known as Jennifer from the ionosphere to put her back together. Members of the Pierce and Pierce adjacent family, which includes TC, uh, except for Grace, because she apparently is only family when it feels like it. <laughs> <laughs> they are split between hoping for the best and preparing for the worst. TC is hit hard with guilt over the situation since he was the one um, that was with Jen in her final moment, moments before she exploded and he didn't, wasn't able to save her. 
while Jefferson is stubbornly optimistic in contrast to Lynn's science-backed caution. Grace is fighting not to feel like an afterthought in her own marriage um, and successfully scores a ticket to the Gen 2.0 reveal party. Um, Meanwhile, Lopez fights a one-sided battle against Lightning because she hates all metas and she is a miserable person. And she recruits a reluctant Hassan to run her anti-meta task force. Destiny tries and fails to take out Lala and Tobias, you know, just does what Tobias does. Uh, This episode... (laughs) Because I don't remember what he did in this episode. Um, but I'm sure he was doing Tobias-like things. He was definitely doing Tobias things. Yes, with his carbon copies of Cyanide and other dude. Um, this episode was written by Adam Guardron. I can't say your last name, Adam. Sorry. And directed... <laughs> um, does anybody have, like, an attempt at his name? No? I would say Guadron. Wadron? Yeah, yeah okay. but I, I have no idea. <laughs> and directed we'll go by with it. Billy- that sounds right. Okay. <laughs> I hope. Not. And directed by Billy Woodruff. So, what brought joy to you in this episode? Um, well, <laughs> I did love the... Um, I have a friend in Central City. He'll get it here in a flash. Let's just go. <laughs> I was like, okay, we get it. We get it. Um... <laughs> So I do love that that one site, I don't the Circle Cinema one that was like very cameo. Like they were not wrong. That's they true. They were. I mean, technically, the Flash was in the episode. We just. But we at least thought them. we'd get like a Zoom call. Yeah, technically, exactly. was like, yeah. yeah, we thought we'd get a Zoom call, like or just a voiceover call, or, or just something. like a lightning of VFX effect. Come right? on, guys. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> like so it's really slacking here. <laughs> it was so sad. I mean, I do like that they didn't really put us in suspense. Like the episode starts, and we're like, okay, we have to figure out how we're going to get Jen back. This is how we're going to do it. Now it's a way to see if it worked, you know? There wasn't really, like... I think at most there was that moment when T... Was it TC? Who, like, basically, like, confronts Anissa, like, what do you think is going to happen? Like, right? How yes. do you feel? And so, like, that was, like, a good moment where you see, like, Anissa's, you know, doubting. She doesn't know what's going to happen. And then when she almost breaks down in front of Grace. So, like, so you do get that sense of, like, there's a possibility that we could lose Jen. But for the most part, it was really clear from the, the early in the episode that we are going to get Jen back, however it's going to happen. The only question was... How? how exactly. Like, because we don't have China. Exactly. Right. <laughs> because we don't have China. How are we going to do it? So I wasn't... So, 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 that, so that was acceptable um, to me. Also, I liked the scene where Lynn apologized to Jefferson for going out of line. Obviously, I have a lot more to say about that in, in the flip side. But I'm glad that they made up. Just like I'm glad that Anissa and Grace made up and then grace well, i didn't make it up grace was there at the end right she did come she with her she got invited to the reveal she party she finally got exactly invited <laughs> to the cookout but yeah so it's like okay so hopefully we're, we're making some progress maybe next episode and it'll be like this is my wife by the way me right? <laughs> anyway and i do i do think that jen being reincarnated in general is a really interesting idea it's like a, especially right now that um lightning is like a wanted criminal or whatever you know so like there is like a way that they can like are they gonna try to be like oh jen was lightning and now jen is dead like are they gonna have to fake jen's death for the world because is this other chick that doesn't look like jen at all supposed to show up at school you know um and what does jen do with a new identity how does she adjust to to life where not even her family recognizes her um does she have all her memories it seems like she does because she was like what's wrong guys she's acting like she was jen and also, it'll be interesting to see how this new actress plays China. 
basically. <laughs> Please go. Yeah. Like, how similar will Please she be? China as Jennifer. Exactly. Exactly. And then, of course, because I keep bringing this up since I'm still waiting, just waiting for this to be a thing. Um, will this Jennifer meet Khalil? Will there be interactions there? Will she go to the show? Like, did they just recast this actress or, you know, cast this actress for like four episodes or the possibility of the spinoff as well? I don't know. Many possibilities. That's a good point. Mm. Um, uh, and also the, um, I loved the Pierce's all waiting together. Like it was nice to, it really feels like they are a family again. And like, we're hopefully going to get to see them bring their, you know, all come together to help her. And then also because now they see what happens when they are separated, they almost lost her. Mm-hmm. Uh, then of course I did like Gambi convincing Jefferson that the town does need black lightning. Plus, um, the parallel of that with like I don't know if it's really a parallel, but like it's the same episode that Lala gets publicly added as a meta. That's what that's what Lala was doing. Uh, Destiny tried, like you said, tried to kill Lala and failed. Destiny mm. cannot. <laughs> I like that. I like that. Destiny can't beat Lala. So anyway, but then everyone sees him, you know, resurrect on the streets of Freeland or whatever. So that even now it's even more clear, quote unquote, to the public. The general public that metas are bad, right? Lala right. is bad. Lala is a meta. Metas are bad. So that is that. What role. is that? Deductive reasoning? <laughs> yes. Deductive <laughs> reasoning. Um, and also, I really enjoy like that we're getting to see Lala's dynamic with both Black Lightning and with Jefferson, right? And in both cases, it's like I don't like you, but I respect you. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> so that's fun. Oh, and also the flip side of TC talking to Anissa is Anissa being the one to be like, it's not your fault, TC. You didn't do this. Jen was going to Jen, whether or not <laughs> whether or not you were there. And, you know, obviously you did your best. No one blames you, etc. So I'm glad. I hope that they give, you know, I mean, obviously now he doesn't have to like be Tim forever because Jen is back. But I hope that they continue to give him a little bit more space and not just treat him as like their Luke Fox. Yeah. So there you go. I agree with that. I also liked the, you know, Anissa telling TC that he, it's not his fault, but also him feeling really guilty about it. Cause I really felt bad for him emotionally. Cause mm-hmm. he was just so traumatized by the whole thing. Like I was that just talking to her and then she's going like to go into the ionosphere. <laughs> yeah. And just not be there anymore. It's just wild. You know, there's no body, no nothing. So it's, I felt for him and I feel like, you know, the actor is just a great addition to the show. He brings a lot of like, grounded emotional um presence to everything that he does and i think um he's like he whether he's talking to like gamby or he's talking to the um pierces is just really good overall and especially since he's like the one that spent most time with jennifer this season <laughs> she hasn't spent that much time with her family true. so they it makes sense besties. that she he's the one who's kind of like sad the most or like visibly kind of um ruffled and shaken yeah about it and then of course like jeff i think that he it was really nice to see him be a little bit more optimistic kind of being like no jenna's gonna be okay versus the kind of down guy we've seen for the last four episodes prior to this like he had that breakthrough with jennifer he's like i'm trying to be a good man or whatever or a better one i'm trying to get back to who he was before and then this happens but he's sort of like as his family is falling apart he sort of holds them together and is kind of the emotional anchor be like no everything's gonna be fine we're gonna get through this i've got a friend (laughs) and that friend i did expect a zoom call but i did like that moment the fact that like there's still a crossover somehow, you know, that we remembered that these two guys met in crisis, which was really nice. 
this was just like a small but moment but that brought joy mm-hmm. um and then the fact that we had just like plot movement lala for a while it's like okay well lala and destiny they're sort of on the same page now but now they're really not because destiny's trying to like you know kill her competition basically um and then it kind of becomes like the the theme for the season seems to be obviously metas are bad the police hate them you know their stand-ins for like you know racist cops essentially and finally the story moving forward about how between the social media thing with jen that we had beforehand to now blaming her for um the mayor's death and then obviously like seeing lala resurrect and be like oh my god these people are just really messed up or we need to like eradicate them basically um and getting that building tension with their characters in the kind of like metas versus cops thing uh was really good uh, world building in this episode and i must say that's it except for like the i like that the family was actually together this episode even yeah. if it was for a terrible reason <laughs> <laughs> but the fact that they were like in the same room they were all sort of comforting each other even if they were sometimes arguing with each other they were there for each other and I really like that like unfortunately this had to be the situation but it was nice to finally have that this season yeah and I agree like the vibe of the episode was appropriately like somber and tense because there was like it was really heavy with the situation of Jen you know possibly coming back <laughs> wrong or out of sequence or whatever um because you've got all this like hypothetical science that they're banking on to bring her back and to bring her back whole. Um, so that it's like somber because she may or may not come back. She may not be the same. She, they may not be able to put Humpty Dumpty back together again, but it's also like very tense because, you know, especially like the last set when you get to like 98, she's like charging, right? It's just like a cell phone and a charger. And like, <laughs> You're like, can I use it now? <laughs> <laughs> yeah and so like that those like last moments when everyone's like waiting for something to happen and, and Jen is trying to uh, Jeff is trying to like fill her with the force it's like I can't fill her anymore what's going on like all of that seemed like you know appropriately like tense because I know China's not coming back so like how is she going to come back is she going to come back as like that energy thing from the comics where she's more lightning than person you know you don't know so I thought all of that was like um very good, like emotionally. Barry's non cameo was funny. Um, after watching The Flash, I was like, I'm just gonna head canon that when Jeff called, like it's right when Barry became Spock Barry, like in the beginning. <laughs> and so, like, Jeff is like calling up, and like Barry figures out what he needs, like mid explanation, runs to, <laughs> runs to Freeland and gives him the part- particle, whatever with the phone still in Jefferson's hand and then like leaves before Jefferson can be like bye or hi or whatever. <laughs> so that's, I mean, I feel like, yeah, I wish, you know, if we were a little bit more and if the shows were a little bit more interconnected, you know, Barry could have said like, Oh, by the way, I just ran back from Freeland, you know, on, on the flash and they'd be like, yay. But you know, whatever we work with what you work with. Um, so all in all, I thought, and it was literally like, blink and you missed it because I looked down at my phone I looked up and he's like here's my drone particles like wait a minute <laughs> so that was yeah, yeah looking down at your phone when Barry was going to show up to, I was trying to tweet and look at the same time it was literally I blinked and he had he's coming back in with a little particle thing I was like okay well that's that's fine um I do like I agree that um Jeff being Mr. Positivity 
especially because like last week we were talking about oh my god he just poured his heart out to his daughter he didn't get to right. see her and then she died what's this gonna do to him it was really nice to see him just be like mr positivity we're gonna get her back she's up there instead of like breaking down even more which is what he definitely could have done he right. kind of rose to the occasion instead so that was great um and um you know, I, I also really felt for for TC, and I think that conversation that he had with Anissa was a good one, like you guys said. Um, and even Lynn, um, the way that she was expressing like her her grief, and um, she's she's also not wrong in trying to be cautious, and like science is her whole bedrock foundation, and what we're trying to do. And I like that she and Gamby, like the science based people, were like this is crazy <laughs> there's no science you know data to support that this could actually work um so I, I like that balance between them and between um Anissa and Jeff who are like metas are gonna meta and we're gonna do this and she's gonna be okay you'll see I can feel her it's fine so that was that was nice um and then yeah like you guys said them all just being a family and working through this and supporting her together instead of going off in their separate directions. I also like that Jeff and Lala were getting on the same page for Tobias. I thought it was kind of crap that as soon as Jeff wanted to be Black Lightning, he's like, let me go back to this fight club that I've been <laughs> and shut it down because I'm Black Lightning again. I thought that was crap, but I did like I that. I found my moral compass once more. Yes, that's true, that's true. He was like, only when I'm doing it is it okay. <laughs> <laughs> but I did like that, you know, um, Lala was like, you know, Tobias is behind all of this, and they, Jeff did kind of second guess her, take a second to think back, like, that's right, Jeff. We're doing chess, playing chess, not checkers. So that was good. Um, and I feel like Lala is getting more interesting now that he's been shot. He was shot. He didn't kill anybody this week. So he hasn't, he hasn't gained any new tattoos, so but he was shot. Just <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we're getting closer. I don't know. <laughs> but I just feel like, um, yeah, he's getting a little bit more interesting. So that's good. But what did not bring joy? Well, um, the off okay, everything's like the flip side of what I already said, but the fact that we didn't get an on screen cameo from Barry like, obviously, I know he can't be there in person, they're filming in two different places, but like, you couldn't just call him up, you couldn't have a FaceTime with him and be like, hey, listen, this happened. That was sad. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, that's okay though. Uh, I guess it's literally in this economy, we could not get it. Um, now, Jefferson and Lynn, like, immediately, well, Lynn I especially. wonder what they'd have to pay Grant to do that, to do that. Right. You, he should do it out of the goodness of his heart, okay? <laughs> he should be like, you know what? This is my gift to you. So, it's not like it would take that long. Come on. Um, but, yeah. Or could um, they just get, like, a stunt double and a flash suit? Exactly. <laughs> Get Grant some double Cody, that guy. Well, there you go. Yeah. Cody is probably a lot cheaper than Grant. <laughs> uh, um, and then just get a voice actor who can imitate Grant. Done. And Grant would be like, wait, did I do this? <laughs> no. You'd fool even him. Anyway, um, Lynn like immediately resorting to like blaming Jefferson. 
Um, I guess he did, he did it too, but like she was just like, you know, you did this. It's your fault. You've been a bad father. And I was like, oh my God. <laughs> I was like, I guess we have to go to therapy again today. What is happening? Um, so that was, and then that was like, you know, even like, it's not really, again, it's not parallel, but like the Anissa and Grace fight was so stupid. I was just like, first off, like, where is even this thing where Anissa can't talk to or lean on Grace that she's like, you know, like, you, it's not like you, she was like, I've always it's been alone. Like, Grace has to be in a coma for Anissa right? to open up. <laughs> like, she was open up all the time when Grace, when Grace was in a coma. And then when she met, what's his face, that doctor who was only there to marry yeah, them. Yeah, she was talking all the time. Exactly. <laughs> so I was like, well, who are you talking about? You've always been alone. You've always had this family that's been always, even if they're just like yelling at each other or fighting or, you know, whatever. They've always been supporting each other. They've always been, you know, acting like you have to tell each other things. So where did you get this idea that you can't tell each other things? Um, I don't know. It was just stupid. And then if, especially when it was like, it's getting tense. Okay, it's over now. I love you. I also love you. And I was like, okay, yeah. I thought this was going somewhere. Like when I saw Gis, because I, I literally just watched the episode. I hadn't had a chance to watch the episode until today. So I watched the episode today. And um, I saw gifts before that. Mm-hmm. And I saw the gif of Grace being like, I'm not your hookup. I'm your wife. And then I saw the, the, the gif of when I said, like, I love you, whatever. And I was like, oh, okay. So like near the beginning of the episode and then near the end of the episode, we're going to see that. No, it was just one scene. It was literally just like, you're right. You're right. Okay, I'll tell you now. <laughs> okay, bye. What was the point? Um, so just once again, they just like shove them in there. But at least, you know, at least now that means that Grace will be more integrated. Ness is going to try. Um, also, I just fucking hate Chef, Chief Lopez. She just sucks. And why is she so like insistent on trying to? I don't. We don't even have our backstory on right. her. First of all, like, what is your deal, lady? She's gonna come out no... next week and be like, "My dad was killed by Meta." He must be. <laughs> she's just like, I just came here to be racist, and <laughs> like, okay, and to so discord this is what I want to do. I just want discrimination. I feel like we don't have enough of that right now. So you know, I guess that's cool. And it's kind of just weird, just because like we had. Henderson was obviously like a friendly figure that we love and that was supporting Black Lightning slash Jefferson. And then Hassan Shakur is there and he's also kind of like, Black Lightning's cool. I don't want to go against him. It's and then kind of interesting though, because uh-huh. the first episode, he was definitely not that. So I forgot yeah. like a, a switch. <laughs> right. Yeah. Cause like he got him drunk and he's like, Black Lightning was cool, man. And that little corny bar <laughs> scene. And ever since then, like he's like, I love Black Lightning. I was like, okay. <laughs> I never said a bad word about Black Lightning. I never said a bad word about him. <laughs> so yeah, so I don't know. It just kind of feels weird that like, I don't know, she's, for whatever reason, she's being set up as the antagonistic figure and then like, where did she come from? What was where, she thinking about? Where did she come from? Where did she go? Where did she come from? Okay, so yeah, I mean, that's, that's that. I just think that there's a lot of like inconsistent relationship slash character work this season. There you go. Yes, inconsistent <laughs> indeed. <laughs> um, Thunder Grace is just—I will say this—the just the drama is so contrived. It makes no sense, and it's just—it's like I thought in my head that once they were married, things would just be semi-smooth sailing because they've got so many other things to worry about. But it's just been every episode something has to happen where they get into some stupid fight. Like, I can't believe that Anissa hasn't told her family that she's married yet. It's like, what are you waiting for? You guys, they knew they were at your almost wedding last season. <laughs> so I don't understand why the secrecy is happening now. And it just, I don't know, it doesn't feel organic. It feels, like, really forced. It makes Grace probably feel like an outsider to the family 
like you said, Anissa's arguments don't make any sense about her being alone and all this other stuff where she's used to going solo. Like, it does not compute for me. And so this ship right now is just feeling very whatever. I literally do not care because the next every time I see them, it's like, oh, they're just going to fight and it'll be stupid and whatever. Um, and. Well, that's annoying. And then, of course, like with the with regards to like all the gen and, um, you know, blowing up, exploding into in the air and like her family having to deal with it. I'm sorry, Nafisa. This season, this episode was just not for you. Oh, <laughs> yeah. When you squeeze out right. that little was, tear, yeah. There like, was oh, like, okay. all right, a lot of because the episode wasn't there wasn't a lot of action. I feel like that's where you she were right. And you should see it, me. Yes, <laughs> you know that she yeah. it, she does great in the action sequences, mm-hmm. but I feel like she's on all the time, mm-hmm. and there's no like variance with with her emotion emotional right. levels I feel like you know that, that bleeds into thunder grace as well yeah 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 for sure and it's you know like moments where she had to be like really soft here with like tc that scene was like fine but then like her mom and other scenes with grace it just didn't click uh for me and i feel like she she's great when she's like blackbird and doing that thing but then you know doing these emotional moments are just not her strength and it was very obvious this uh episode especially because it was all about the emotions mm-hmm. um and also hate lopez like i don't you know like you said we don't know where she came from what why it is that she's doing what she's doing like what really is her agenda and like what is she trying to accomplish is it something that's just going to be for freeland because her meta is all over the u.s and probably the world <laughs> like what is her plan really um because she can't get rid of them all and it's and it's weird because like this whole it feels like this season was sort of a reset in a lot of ways because like we forgot about we talk they talked about like what happened to markovia but it's not something that we see the repercussions of very often in terms of like the government or even like a lot of the community or what was the impact of like the green light babies and that what the ASA did to them and all this other stuff that could be interesting. So I don't know if they're going to like tie that in with her storyline. Cause right now it doesn't like uh, having her be like a one note, you know, hating cop is just really not working. And it's, she's just like more annoying than anything else. Every time she comes on screen. Um, what else? Like, I have to hand it to them. I was surprised about the gen, the gen recast at the end. <laughs> I was like, oh, they did on Viv. Not kill her. <laughs> yeah, they did on Viv. I'm glad <laughs> they didn't kill her. But at the same time, I'm like so confused as to how this is gonna work in the future. And it's not necessarily a dislike. Just like, oh, okay. <laughs> I think it's like a, some people were like, so so you can do that. <laughs> like, <laughs> I guess I guess recasting actors is okay sometimes. <laughs> I mean, in this case, like, we knew that China was going to leave. She wanted to leave. She already told them she wanted to leave. So they had, and they weren't going to kill off Jen. So I don't know. This was, I guess, the next best step to take. So I don't know. We'll see. I already do miss China, though. (laughs) But that's all. Yeah, I, I was also, I didn't, I was shocked. I was surprised because I didn't know what they were going to do. I just didn't think they were going to do that. So, um, that was a a pleasant, well, I don't know if it's pleasant, but it was definitely a twist, a plot twist in the situation. Um, I Yeah, I agree with you and Tati on Lopez. It just seems like there's not much there other than anti-meta. And there's no, like, they clearly don't care about her. I would almost, like... It would make sense to me if somehow she was been on Tobias's payroll from the beginning. And then I'd be like, okay, 
you make sense now. But right now she doesn't really make sense because we right. don't care about her enough to give her a backstory, apparently. Um, so I don't I don't really, you know, feel one way or another towards her, other than the fact that she is clearly not on my guy's side. And so there's and there's no explanation for the amount of hatred that she feels towards Metis. So uh, yeah. Um <laughs> like I I really want her like I I feel like she almost has to be like corrupt from the beginning and in part of some master plan. Otherwise just like you're you're stupid. Jefferson and Lynn's ugly ass fights, like when I was live tweeting, I was just like, oh my God, here we go again. And they're always just like they're not even fun fights they're just really like hurtful and right um i mean technically jeff like that was that was something that was interesting that jefferson's misdeeds um in the beginning of the episodes have come back with some consequences now um because the police are using the guy that he beat up to push their lightning is the number one terrorist agenda so that came back, but I think that given the circumstances of their daughter being slowly put back together in a in a Super Saiyan ball or whatever, um, it just wasn't the time for that kind of fight and that kind of energy. They made up, which is fine, but, you know, it's just not necessary to keep going back and forth like this with them. Um and then for Thunder Grace, I think I think you hit the nail on the head, May, about like the emotional connection. Because I'm just like at this point, I just don't think Thunder Grace has chemistry anymore, and I'm tired of pretending like it like it does. <laughs> I, like, it, it felt very, and I think not only the chemistry, but the writing and the fact that they're having all these stupid fights. Like, why did Anissa want to? jump the broom with Grace still on her hospital bed if you don't want to tell your parents that you're married if you don't want to talk to Grace about anything if you don't want Grace shit in your apartment why are you getting married and this is- she might wakes up in the morning like why are you here it's like I live here I'm your wife <laughs> none of that makes any sense and I don't it's just you know we say this all the time that the writers clearly don't care about Ben and Grace and they don't um I don't see, honestly, I feel like they're going to fight over something stupid next week. So they're no longer something that I look forward to in the episodes, which is a shame because there is so much potential there. And I feel I feel so bad for Chantal that this was supposed to be her season and this is the shit that she's getting right. on her season. Mm-hmm. And it's the final season. Like, that's not cool. But um, feedback. I'm glad she's getting paid. At least. True, true. <laughs> Small blessings. What did Suara and Joe think about this episode? Let's see. Suara says. Suara hmm. says. Oh, corner. <laughs> Suara's. <laughs> in your new corner. Suara says. 
<laughs> Suarez says, Black Lightning this week had a few good thread lines, but I found the overall episode so, so frustrating. I liked, again, Jefferson and Lynn having a legitimate argument about their issues, but the way in which they went to such extremes of blaming each other with little nuance was aggravating to watch. Like, we get it. They have relationship issues, but if the writers are going to have them constantly re- renege on their progress in a repetitive cycle like this, what's the point? It's getting tiresome with the lack of progress they're making as a couple. We want to root for them. I know it's hard with being careful, fearful about Jen, not uh, now, but it's just frustrating to watch. Speaking of which, why, why have a plot line of Jen not telling her literal wife, sorry, and well, he said Ness, him. As, yeah, yes, Anissa, not telling her little literal wife about Jen. I know she told her later in the episode, but why? It's just so illogical and makes pointless drama. Just let her be there for her from the beginning. While I'm glad Jen is still alive, the unceremonious unceremonious farewell of China still feels wrong, even knowing it was her choice to leave. I wish to show confidence in her character alone to carry on into future seasons, but alas. I feel you. I feel you, Suara. And then we have, did anybody else have? uh, Joe. Joe. All right. Joe says, what is even going on over there? (laughs) No promo, no warning at all about Jen's recast, nothing about Khalil and his spinoff four episodes in. That's true, because we're about to approach it in episode seven. Mm -hmm. Um, And she says, hopefully they've thought through how they deal with the new Jen. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see, Joe. Thank you for your feedback, and we will post these on Tumblr when, or this weekend. (laughs) Yeah. Any predictions? Well, I just no. want Lala to be a double meta. I really want <laughs> <laughs> a double meta. A double meta. Link to this line of thinking until the end. <laughs> <laughs> I accept it. I accept it. I have nothing else. I have nothing else okay. to add. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure that next week, um, Thunder Grace will fight again about something <laughs> super stupid. <laughs> Sad. <laughs> well. Um, since we don't have any predictions, we're going to move on to side B, which is The Flash, um, a.k.a. Well, this side's titled Expendable. In The Flash, um, this episode was called Speed of Thought, Barry gains a new skill. Barry suddenly gains the power of speed thinking thanks to the artificial speed force, turning him into Spock Barry, predictor of quantum ball trajectory and making Cisco irrelevant. He attempts to <laughs> use... <laughs> His new gift to save Iris, where Barry leads, where our Barry leads by democracy and friendship, Spock Barry leads with singular authority. While Barry is thrilled with his new power, Cisco is hesitant to trust it. All actions that risk not being able to save Iris are deemed illogical. Um, for example, wasting energy to save Frost, illogical. And resisting Spock Barry's authority is futile, as Team Flash finds out. Doesn't mean they won't try, though. Because of Frost, Cisco, and Allegra try to one-up Barry, who they literally just experienced, knows everything. Cisco tries to confront emotionless Barry, who is planning on sacrificing Camilla and seeing to save Iris, and a fight ensues. Barry allows them to momentarily feel like they're doing something before knocking them all out and doing what he's planning to do anyway. The only problem that Spock Barry did not account for were Camilla and Singh being more critically affected by the Mirrorverse and Iris not willing to leave them behind. He forces her out anyway, causing her to convulse and go into shock in the real world. Meanwhile, Eva must face the shattering truth that she's actually cake and not real at all. And because she is cake, everybody else needs to be cake. (laughs) 
And so the mirror verse is coming to the reality very, very quickly. Stefan, oh my gosh, Plasinski. Oh yeah, that guy. You know that guy? I mean, we've seen his name before as, as director. Okay. Well, he directed the episode written by Jonathan Butler and Gabriel Garza. So. (laughs) (laughs) It's because I didn't realize they wrote the episode. And so I'm like, oh, this is actually a good episode. I'm surprised. I know. I was going to say the same thing. I was like, hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Guys. Exactly. You you pulled one out. The thesis. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So. Um. Were you surprised in a good way? Tell me what brought joy. (laughs) I was surprised in a good way. I thought this was a stronger episode than the premiere. Um, I thought that it was like thematically more exciting. Um, And it was great. I really liked that they they were able to take a facet of Barry's personality that we all know and love, which is that his emotions are what guide his choices and his emotions are pure and beautiful and lead him to pure and beautiful (laughs) decision making. And so when you remove the emotion, suddenly what do you have, right? Like, yes, we all want a smarter Barry, but at what cost? At what cost? (laughs) And so now we see that a fast-thinking, logical Barry who don't need no Team Flash is not actually what we want in this life. Um, That was like a clever way, I think, of of positing it to us. Thank you, Eric Wallace and Nickelodeon men. So um, I, (laughs) I did really enjoy Grant's performance, too. I thought he did a great job at being Spock Barry. Although, of course, Spock is way nicer than this Barry. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I really, and I really felt like that, like, as the speed of thought increases, so does the creep factor of Grant's <laughs> performance. <laughs> that was excellent. And plus, I love how even in AI robot speed brain, uh, Barry still finds ways to rationalize why he should prioritize Iris. That <laughs> was a singular great. focus. You know? <laughs> exactly. He was like, she knows most about Eva. Like he made it. Yeah, like he made it make sense. But I, mean, <laughs> like, I would have been like, like honestly, I would have. I feel like so he hard. took a road longer travel to get right. to where he needed to be to say like Iris is a logical choice. Right. You're right. For sure. For sure. Because I thought he was gonna say, and I was like, not ready. To hear it. Be like, well, two is better than one, so I guess we're going to rescue Camilla and sing. He was like, no, 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 no. <laughs> he could have literally just been like, you know what? I, I have to procreate with Iris, so I guess we're saving Iris because I'm the most important and Iris is not the second most important. But that was not the case. So I accept his she knows more about Eva um, reasoning. Um, and also, they did get, they got me. And I think they got lots of you because I see a lot of you complaining about yes. this. That thought um experiment <laughs> where they voted for Camilla and Singh over Iris was not real guys it didn't happen it wasn't a thing that head. happened yeah. it was in Barry's head it is kind of I was funny. watching it live at that point because I was, I was like I was flipping out the I, voice exactly, exactly. <laughs> no, like, I was I was like tweeting it. I was like in the middle of tweeting it's like illogical <laughs> we're not do this because like <laughs> Two or one. And then he's like, oh, it's a relation. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, exactly. Because they got me. While I was watching it, I was like, what the fuck? I and was then... ready to rebuttal. Exactly. And then when Cisco came in, he was like, we would never do that. I was like, okay. okay. <laughs> well, then Thank you, Cisco, for clearing that up for us. So, um, so that was great. I really liked that. Also, I loved how Iris, like, immediately, I mean, of course, at that point, it's so obvious. But Iris could just immediately tell this is not my berry. I'm not going with you. You have to save my friends first. Why are you talking like that? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. 
because you know at least at least you know if she was in Barry's position she obviously would have figured out mirror Barry much faster than Barry figured out mirror Iris um so yeah of course we, we can see selfless Iris on display um and Barry still dragging her through plus who doesn't like even though she had to get hurt for it who doesn't like that her getting hurt is what snaps Barry back to emotional reality um, and also that makes me very excited for what is to come. Like, how is she going to react to this, right? How are they going to save Camilla and sing? How is everyone going to coddle Barry next week so that he doesn't feel guilty for what he did? <laughs> Even though I do understand it's not his fault, right? It was, it was the brain, your brain on drugs. Um, so, <laughs> so yeah. Elaine Wells for giving him the artificial. Yeah, there you go. It was well, like, like, I think Cisco basically said that because Thawne's artificial speed force fed off of like negativity. Mm-hmm. They're like, we'll just take out all the emotions. <laughs> and right. the, the result guys. was like, yeah. Science they should have done positivity, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. Barry That's like Barry's spot. <laughs> what would have been very unhappy pills? Well, that extreme would have been like, we can get Iris out with our positive thinking. Let's all think about her right now and she <laughs> will appear. Let's like hold hands and <laughs> by around the speed force mirror. <laughs> that yeah also this is not really like a a joy necessarily but i mean it brought me joy how (laughs) iris is like we gotta be secret because eva's watching and then camille's like spray painting i'm going (laughs) to the speed lab (laughs) not like not like he was actually watching but it was very i was like yes camille secrets But I did, I did love that, you know, we got to see them interact again. Thank you, Camilla, for existing. Cisco remembered that he was dating Camilla. That was also great. <laughs> um, I also, you know, even though I'm sure we'll discuss it in the, in the, in the not joys, but I do think that the way that they did the little mourning thing for Wells, for all the Wellses, and then also it's like, this is all the people we've lost, whatever. Like that was like a nice, you know, closing of a, of a chapter just to open it again. As well, in memoriam. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, so I thought, that, I thought that was nice. And, you know, we got to see Joe there. So finally, Joe got to be there for, like, a split second. Um, but, yes, I am on this show. Um, and <laughs> at the end... Okay, also, you know what? I, I will say that this is probably one of... Not Danielle's, but Caitlin's better episodes. Um, I'm sorry, not Caitlin, even. Frost. Frost? <laughs> yeah, Frost's better episodes. I just, they're just one to me. I don't care. But like, so I'm not saying like she didn't like necessarily get to perform anything, you know, like emotionally speaking that was different or elevated. But as a character, we really got to see her stand her ground. Because she was supposed to be Ralph. Pretty sure. So then they went into the script and like, this is an upgrade. Control F Ralph. I love that theory, I love that theory. That's that's an excellent theory. And then they just should keep doing that then. Because Kate, you're sorry, Frost as Ralph is superior to Frost as Ross. Um, But yeah, so so I did like like how she and Cisco and Allegra worked together to bring Barry back to himself. And then, of course, when they had like the Team Flash versus Flash thing, (laughs) Um, that was was a good uh, climax rising action or whatever you call it <laughs> to the prelude to the conclusion of that arc it all went very nicely um unfortunately she can't stay standing for an entire fight ever i wish they would stop that but that's okay. <laughs> um and then There's finally some consistency right. there <laughs> right that's true, that's true um finally i liked that the little coda i love the coda where you know wells re 
Anime. It was reformed from the dead. It's, it's kind of funny because, like, he, he came from some particles. Like, Jin came from some particles. Right, so. Exactly. I was like, they pulled <laughs> Jen on Wells. Um, but, yeah. <laughs> um, and that, so I'm, I'm interested to see what they're doing with that. I also didn't, like, it just seemed like, like, we obviously saw the moment that he was killed and then, you know, Thawne became him. But what point in time Do was he? Do know? Like, I guess this is, like, leads into predictions a little bit. But, mm-hmm. Is the sequence of events that happens in the coda, is that like real time from 20 years ago or whenever that happened? Or is it like flash, whatever, crisis happened and all the wells were, you know, particles or whatever, but his particles were like stuck underground. So they come up later and that's why he's alive. Yeah, that's a great theory. What happened? I hope that's what happened. I, I like that idea. That makes sense to me. Because it doesn't make sense for it to have been 20 years ago, because it then what's he been doing for 20 years? Right. right? Wouldn't wouldn't Cisco have already figured that out when he was checking like what has changed? Right. Um, so so yeah, so I do think it might be like getting rid of the wells, maybe destroying the artificial speed force is like the next step, right? Because all the particles were used for the artificial speed force, and then Barry mm-hmm. just destroyed it, right? So then maybe somehow that like wells releases. Escaped. Yeah, <laughs> releases some wells. Releases particles. some wells. Ew. <laughs> <laughs> like coronavirus particles in the air, just like right. wells particles. Like, yeah, yeah, that's definitely how I read. It. I had to go back and watch, like when uh, Nash, like his molecules. Because he would dispersed. be the only one with the physical body mm-hmm. left. Right, exactly. is the one that's underground. Yeah. So perhaps there, there, there was like the OG Wells was in there, and now he's like, oh, I, there's a body here for me. Like, <laughs> let me just reanimate this 20 year old corpse that sounds great okay so that's all that's all yeah i'm gonna start with that since you left off with it but i thought that was like amazing i think i mean after seven seasons i like that the show still has surprises in store because while we didn't want a wells i'm like eh, whatever he's gone but he, i know he's gonna be back so he's gonna be some rando he's the only, he's i didn't the only even think about commit, og like, wells yeah <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, oh shit, well this is a this is a wagon I can get on board, you know? <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> because it's something that they haven't explored at all because we never got to know this guy. Right. Um so I think it's a great, great twist. Um and a shocking one. Um and also even like the West Allen reunion, like I'm sure we've all imagined something or other in our heads going forward about how they're gonna reunite and what's gonna happen. I did not expect that to happen. <laughs> so, you know, good for you, Eric Hollis, for kind of like pulling the rug out from under us but i actually love that like despite iris not being in the episode too much i did like that because you know her um time in the mirror at this point the writers were just like well we not that they had any creativity re- about it regardless but the fact that it's ending now and they decide to like actually pull her out of the mirror even if it's without uh camilla and saying and have her like drop and convulse and have barry you know reawaken his mind because of that was just another great like moment for them honestly because it just says anything iris can do anything (laughs) um and just like really dramatic because like everyone was on the ground and it was just like a great intense moment you're like shit i don't know what's gonna happen next um so i really like that and just in general i think the pacing was so much better in this episode like i was more fully engaged with what was happening um barry as you know AI Barry, Spock Barry was really good and really freaky, especially towards like the last 10 minutes of, of the episode. Um, and I think like Grant played that really well because you could see as, you know, the beginning where he's like, oh my God, I have speed thinking. His eyes are all bright and whatever and regular Barry. And then it's like 
his eyes become like deader the longer the episode goes on. <laughs> and it was super r- freaky to watch. Um, so I think he did a great job there. And I remember like in one of his interviews, he's like, I was so nervous about that because he had to learn a mile a minute, you know, uh, dialogue and talk without emotion either. So it was very fascinating to see how he switched it up. Um, I think you know, despite everything we, we complain about the team, but like Tati said, you know, they're like, well, we would have told you, like Cisco's like, we would have told you this was a bad idea. We would have come up with something else. <laughs> so like while machines, even in real life, right? Like machines can do everything for us, but we still need like human they interaction. They still can't check like, that. Yeah. I'm not a robot box. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we still need humanity. <laughs> so I really like that message in general. Um, and even like the involvement, I don't know, I think they came up with like an excuse for why Chester wasn't in this episode. He was going to see his grandma or something. Yeah. Um, but I like the way that they at least incorporated Allegra into the episode. Like she was the one who saw the message from Iris. She's the one who told the team about it. And that's when they started like forming a plan. And it was nice that they were actually doing that because it's been so long since we're like, we got to get Iris out of the mirror. But it's like, y'all are just sitting around <laughs> getting preoccupied with a bunch of other stuff. And finally, now they... You know, it took Spock Barry to like get things moving um, in the right slash wrong direction. <laughs> but at least we have like that build up. And I think that it was really great. Even despite the fact that I don't like how she got it, I did like the sequence of the chase scene between like Frost, Frost and, and um, Barry. Yeah. That was really good. Even like they come back to the lab and they get one over on him. So that was all like well choreographed. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, just a solid episode overall. Uh, really great, high intensity emotions and action. Um, surprises all around, and the fact that Iris is finally out of the mirror—I'm just so excited about that. <laughs> yeah, I think this. Like, I don't know what I was expecting because, like, you know, some of the screeners, and I think even your like reactions, you know, the like four stages of watching this episode. I was like, <laughs> I don't know what I'm gonna get. Um, so I was like nervous about it, but uh, Spock Barry was like more entertaining than I thought he was going to be. <laughs> um, and I, it's just, you know, kind of funny, like when he is about to say Frost and then he's just like, he has this look like, did I leave the oven on? <laughs> you know, um, <laughs> and like the whole illogical. And there's one thing that he's, he said, like, he's like, I need to aggregate. <laughs> know why that was like funny to me but it's just like really (laughs) really really funny so he had a couple of like really nice uh deadpan moments in there that i thought were were really funny um and then i i think just like the um barry versus the team and i i agree like i was duped for momentarily but um the way like they set up the team versus barry um I think it worked out well in the end. Um, I agree that, you know, Frost Ralph taking like the, the diplomatic stance in Frouf? the group. Frauf? Frost? 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 No. Frost? No. Whatever. <laughs> um, you know, and even in his simulation, like they weren't all like, fuck Iris, you know? So it's, it's not, it, you know, two over one and, and all of that kind of stuff. And even like Allegra was the last person to raise her hand because she, I think she was peer pressured. She felt like, <laughs> like <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> um, but then, you know, and then teaming up to, to fight 
Spockberry was, you know, funny but futile. Um, I like that Allegra is the one to find Iris's message because it makes sense, even though she went over there because she's crying about Nash. Um, but for her to see <laughs> see the um, the email, and then the fact that the email says that they're going to the speed lab tonight, then you've got like a gap that you know it makes sense why Cisco, Allegra, and Barry are like playing around with the quantum ball when you should be figuring out how to save Iris. It's like you've got time because you've got hours until quote unquote tonight <laughs> when they'll be in the lab. So um, all of that was like um, really good explanation. Of course, Iris in the mirror verse. I like that she's more confident in the Mirrorverse and that she's like actually gaining command of it. Um, I like that it didn't take her long to find Camilla um, and the fact that, you know, obviously she's a selfless person, but she's also a pretty rational person, which I feel like there's, this is where some of Spockberry's logic fails <laughs> because he, he's like, I'm going to make it so that it's Iris every time. Um, but, you know, the fact that, Iris, uh, Camilla and seeing their more critical situation. Like, you know, Barry's um, theory was that, you know, they have less dark matter, so they're probably less affected than Iris has been there longer, which that turned out not to be the case. Um, so it was an interesting kind of um, new problem for, for Barry. And then there was that tense moment of him, like, pulling her out Anyway, and so there's, like, an um, appropriate amount of, like, tension throughout the episode um, as well. And just how far from humanity Barry has gotten by the time we get to the end of the episode. I agree that um, I didn't like it, but visually it was entertaining. <laughs> the Frost and, and Barry race around the city. Um so I still, yeah, because that probably would have been rough too. So we'd have had, we'd have had different special effects, but they already set the budget. So it's like we got to use these special effects. <laughs> <laughs> so that was good. Um, looking forward to now that Iris is out, how they're actually gonna wake her up. And we saw in the trailer, um, it looks like a little parallel to the pilot episode where you know it's like come back to me waiting by the bedside so that's you know west allen forever and <laughs> oh i don't know if this is why he's been talking about like the spark and lightning rod and all that kind of stuff but if we'll get like a little lightning whatever between the yes, two of them because they did include in the trailer i'm sorry but you don't dig up old scenes and just to put it in there <laughs> right and you know what it could be an old scene and we just like put it in there anyway but they'd have uh, to flip it. Oh, yeah. True. <laughs> <laughs> what did not spark joy? What a good question. Um, I actually liked most of the episode, but I didn't mention Eva in the first part because mm. I feel like hers was like the least logical way yeah. that they that they handled it. And also, it just kind of seems like so anticlimactic for the second to last episode for her arc. Because it's like all this time we've been teasing her being like a big bad villain and like what's she going to do to the world <laughs> or I guess Central City, whatever, you know. And it's like, oh, I have good intentions that were twisted. But so far we haven't really gotten to see much of what those good intentions were. She's like, I wanted to use the thing for good and I'm mad because now it's being used for evil. So I hate Black Hole. But we don't really see what Black Hole is doing, A. And B, we don't really know what her plans were previously. So I don't know what she's lost other than her shitty husband. And then now C... It's like, I'm going to 
or actually like Barry distracts her right by outing her to the world in using this video that literally all that I would think the next thing if I was that reporter my next thought would be like oh my god are you still suffering from that incident? Clearly. You know, you know what I mean? Like, I think, oh my God. So your soul went into the mirror and, <laughs> and you died. And now this is a duplicate of you. I was like, how did we get here? How was yeah. that video proof of all of that? That didn't make any sense. I don't know how Barry could have reasoned that that's what they would then realize. And then I was also like, really concerned for the life of the reporter like i thought eva was gonna lose it and like try to kill her or something <laughs> but eva was just kind of like no oh my god i have to go rock back and forth in front of the mirror for the rest of the episode and then look at the mirror and be like this is my home now exactly <laughs> that was so so lame to me i was like okay um i mean she already the previous episode wasn't it that she was gonna like explode a plane because it was black hole and that was going to have side effects that were going to be yeah very disastrous so like i don't know that we really need now she's going to be purposely disastrous like I, I feel like it's more interesting if it's like you have good intentions whatever those intentions were because we still don't know but the methods are really villainous right that kind of thing is more interesting than like and now i'm crazy because people believed this five-second, obviously photoshopped video of me <laughs> dying. <laughs> so, so yeah, that just seemed like really dumb to me. And then also just like, what is this world where people just hit play on the file and they don't have like a screen grab of what the file is? Like they 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 click it and they're just like, oh, it's gonna go. They don't prep it beforehand. Like who runs television yeah. shows like this? I know this happens all the time. I know this is like a thing that you always do in movies. Like, ah, it's the wrong file. <laughs> I, I accidentally sent my teacher an essay about my love for Jungkook instead of my actual paper. Um, but it just seems so dumb. It just seems very juvenile. So, um, yeah. Uh, aside from that, did I not like... Oh, I don't like that we're continuing this idea of kind of low-key blaming Allegra for like not spending enough time with Nash or not getting yeah. to know Nash. She does not deserve that. She doesn't like need to feel victim blaming. Yeah, exactly. He was a creep. He was the one that was like stalking her and following her around just because she looked like someone that he let die. Not even. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I don't need that. She doesn't need that in her life. Um, I think I, it just feels like, again, it's like it feels like we must have too large of a cast if, in order to have Cisco and Caitlin back, um, Chester had to go. Chester had to go. Cecile, I don't even know if Cecile was in the episode. She just wasn't in the episode. Yeah. And Joe yeah, she dropped was talking by. to Allegra for like that one time. Oh, okay. Alleg oh yeah, because she was she was the vision of the Flash. She was just like, your grief is your love persevering. Wear Nash's <laughs> belt. <laughs> oh, that's right. She's the one that was that was inciting yes. the victim blaming of Nash <laughs> or of Allegra towards Nash. And then um and then Joe had like one scene. So I was like, I feel like. We really like lot like it's not as like pronounced as like lightning words like y'all don't even know each other, but <laughs> it does feel like there's like less of a sense of community. Not that I wanted to be at Star Labs. I like I like when we'd see them in other places, right? Oh, they're in Jitters, or oh, they're at the West House, or whatever. And when now was the last like, time we went to Jitters, oh my god, right? <laughs> yeah. So 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 yeah, it just kind of feels like it's like we oh oh we can't have that many actors in one room, so we have. <laughs> you all have to be six feet apart exactly. therefore some of you must go exactly 
so there you go. That that I think that's pretty much it because I liked I liked most of the episode. Yeah. Yeah, I, I did too. I will agree about the well with regards to Wells. I will say like I think the memorializing him took way too long especially since this is a character we know is gonna be back anyway it's not like like they didn't do this shit for Nora it was just like Barry and Iris been like oh sad we're sad that she's gone but like the rest of the team like she was there with the rest of the team but the rest of the team is like oh well she died you know <laughs> and I it's always like oh Wells is so important I'm like he Nashville was probably like one of the worst Wells so I don't know why he's getting so much attention so like when the first when the episode opened like the first few minutes it was just like, all about China him is, we're never gonna get China I back know. Like, <laughs> exactly. He's back like 20 minutes later. <laughs> I know. So it's like we don't have a time to not not that we were gonna miss him, but we don't have a time to even like notice his absence before he's just back on screen again. So it just felt like wasted time on him, especially in that Allegra scene because like Allegra's been through a lot. It's not her fault for anything Nash did, like you said, you know. And it, it's obnoxious that even that she even has these feelings to me because like. He wasn't really like a dad to her, not in this life anyway. And so to to treat him as such when half the time she was annoyed of him or he was annoying in general or he was trying to like risk her life for no reason. The reasoning behind it is because she didn't have a father figure of her own. Like, come on. Yeah, Yeah, it's it's lame. And it's just an excuse to like spend another five minutes talking about Wells and crying. It's unnecessary. Um, We will remember him, but we need to move on. (laughs) Um, Elsewhere, I also did like with... Ava's storyline, it's weird because there's a lot of potential there. And I feel like they they kind of lost, like, ever since she got out of the mirror, the steam mm-hmm. has mm-hmm. gone out of this train. <laughs> 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 and there's, like, nothing left for her story. It's just sort of, like, if we had figured out that she was already a mirror duplicate before, like, maybe four episodes ago, it would have been more interesting because then she could have just gone full villain instead of trying to have, like, some decent intentions for whatever her company was supposed to have been before Carver took over. And it just, like, seems off that she's getting all this now and we're supposed to cram all this information into the next episode. Um, So I feel like this could have at least been, like, a two-parter with regards to her, her, or maybe, like, a three-parter of her discovering this and then kind of building the tension slowly to get to the point where she's like, I'm going to bring the mirror world here and I should have done that all along because that would have been interesting because they've done nothing with the mirror mm-hmm. and that leads me to my next thing which is there was not enough iris <laughs> this is i was true. like I looking that. at this screener for like i don't know how long it was like 18 minutes i was like have we seen her i have not seen her <laughs> so you get like oh we're here with camilla oh we're here with saying oh barry's here we got to go back and i understand that the storyline has you know the, the writers have lost the ability to do anything with it and so the only thing to do is get her out, but they should have done that a while back. So it feels like the lack of her was frustrating because we also haven't gotten too much of the mirror world or even like her getting control of the mirror, which was really cool. But it would have been cool to have like a, a scene or two sort of her exploring what that power really means, you know, even before she gets out and probably uses it against Ava, which is my prediction that she will employ her new abilities in the fight. I like uh, that prediction. Yes. <laughs> uh, and also, I mean, with regards to Frost and the speed stuff, I I guess I just didn't get it. And because I assumed 
you know, Barry speedsters, the whole legacy thing and how the speed force works. Like, I guess now anybody can well, just use velocity nine, with the... which is what that other girl, like in season, what, two. two? Oh, okay. Right. Okay. Right. Yeah. But... but like some people were saying that it's canon that they said that whatever heat friction doesn't work. Yeah, that is anyway. not what they said. Speed and cold are opposites, but they didn't literally mean that someone with freeze powers can't also have speed powers. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess I was just more annoyed of the fact that of the fact that like people were gonna accept it where like Iris got so much shit in season four for having powers for like right. one episode. That's right. what really, I was really annoyed of. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's a, you know, visually it, it turned into like a cool sequence, but it would have been cool anyway if it was Ralph as well just because of the way that they're able to you know use more of the cityscape and CGI and all that other stuff um so yeah uh oh can I add one more thing sorry okay. <laughs> I was gonna say yeah, because no. they brought <laughs> because I know that because it it was because of the pandemic but I feel like they really dropped Cisco's Atlanta storyline and and Caitlin like we spent three episodes bidding her goodbye and then she just pops back in and it's like is she healed <laughs> what happened there <laughs> she, she got over her cold pretty quickly so, yeah <laughs> I'm just gonna say the acting was rough for a lot of people in this episode like, I know, like, and this is literally the, because it's like, it can't be, because we're a couple episodes in now, but actually it is the first episode, I think, that they filmed from the beginning after getting back from the pandemic. I'm like, I know we're just getting back. It's been a little rusty, but, you know, let's shake off the dust, people. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's time to get back into the game. Come on. Get back into the game. Come on now. <laughs> um. I like May. You said that you like the pacing. There are some parts of it that I I didn't like as much. I feel like Cisco's coup against Spock Barry um, could have like this is another one in conjunction with uh, or in parallel or in concert with um, Eva's storyline. If they had stretched out a little bit more and two parter and like maybe we had not wasted so much time with Wells, I don't know how they would have done it because it would have been interesting if. Spockberry caused Wells' death or like allowed Wells to die. Because one, that I wouldn't have to see Barry cry over Nash Wells. <laughs> but it's kind of like the cart before the horse since he needed the artificial speed force to become Spockberry and he couldn't do that unless Nash died. But so I couldn't, I can't really make that work. But it would have been interesting if that was his first dark deed as Spockberry is allowing Nash to die for him to get speed or whatever. Um, and then that kind of like plays out more into like this episode and like really like ramp it up and make it like dramatic. I feel like there's parts where it seemed like it was kind of rushed and um, Cisco went from being curious about it to a little bit ridiculous and like uh, <laughs> semi jealous over Spockberry or whatever. Um, the whole, I feel like he, okay. And this Cisco, Remembered he had a girlfriend named Camilla, but it also felt like, you know, Frost getting hurt compared to Camilla being in a mirrorverse. Two different levels of emotion there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was more concerned about Barry not saving Frost. And okay, that that sequence in the warehouse is one of the things where I'm like, acting's a little rough because Frost is there to distract Eva. 
and she like blows some cold air in her face. And then she like looks over at Barry and Cisco hiding and like, you're supposed to be the bait girl. Like <laughs> and then she like kind of awkwardly runs behind a box. Stage like, directions. <laughs> <laughs> right. Like you're supposed to be the bait. Like you you don't just like puff, puff, run away, you know? So I thought that was like awkwardly staged, awkwardly directed or whatever. Um but then, yeah, like, Cisco's dramatic reaction to, like, Frost almost, like, did she die, though? Did she die, Cisco? <laughs> no. Um, but I feel like the, his level of emotion there was not um, the level of emotion that he has when, like, Camilla is in danger. It's definitely not on the level of Barry being worried about Iris. Um, right, so, right. I don't know. Um yeah, so I feel like with the whole team against the Flash, they kind of had to escalate things kind of quickly, and they kind of jumped to it pretty quickly. Whereas if they had two episodes, they could have like drawn it out a little bit more and made it more intense. Um, but then also, I, I agree with you about Eva and her pacing felt really off, and it's kind of like lame. And they it felt like they had to like ramp it up to a hundred in certain places, especially at the the public access television show. Like, why are you on public access television show anyway, first of all? <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> I didn't understand, like, I didn't understand the video when I watched it the first time. So I don't know why, like, everybody else would understand, like, you, this person is, you're not a real person, you are cake, you know? Like, it didn't really make sense, like, how it, it ramped up. And then um, the way that Eva responded to it, I feel like it would have been, like, more she would have been more scary if she had stayed in the mirror like if she figured out a way that she can get out of the mirror cool but i felt like if she was a villain that moved in the mirror verse it would be like more intense because you wouldn't know where she's coming out from um and then like may said if she had just if it had been her plan all along to bring the mirror verse like to do like an inverse bring the mirror verse out and the out in or something like that would have been much more um, threatening situation, which is not what we're getting. So, um, yeah. And then um, in, yeah, I agree. There's not enough Iris, of course. Um, But I also feel like Camilla and Singh, it was very coincidental that they both came into a mirror gun, whatever, through the mirror gun. And they're both having these side effects after being in there for weeks. (laughs) (laughs) It's a little bit too coincidental. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> You've been here for weeks, no side effects, and now all of a sudden it's time to go. You're like, oh no, side effects. So They're faking a headache to get out of it. <laughs> yeah, I guess like the only way to explain it is that like as Iris grows powerful, they're deter- they're doing the opposite, like they're deteriorating. I, girl, I guess. I'm just, <laughs> I feel bad for them though, because I'm like, so you guys made them quarantine for that one scene? <laughs> like, I think it's like one scene. Thing might have been from before. Maybe from before. that was filmed before, because as far as I know, he's currently doing a different show at the moment. Mm-hmm. So people, I remember people being like, "Oh, maybe he won't be in this episode. We just won't see seeing in the mirror." So maybe, maybe they were just like, "Okay, film this one thing because you've got other stuff to do." You know, mm-hmm. it could have even been present day, but I'm sure he films in Canada because he's Canadian anyway. That's true. Mm-hmm. So, so they probably were just like, "Okay, just come in for a couple hours. Okay, now go back to your show." <laughs> yeah, but I like. Yeah. <laughs> and I feel like you know, like in the, the the whole Spock barrier and the logic, him forcing out Iris obviously did not spark joy because she didn't want to go. And then obviously 
here you are. You are presented with new data <laughs> that <laughs> the two people that you thought were going to be okay for a little bit longer are not okay. Um, and the person that you want to bring out does not want to come out. Um, him like forcing her to come out was just like it's a little bit of a logical barrier. That does not make sense. Um, which again goes back to he can pretend to be logical all he wants to. He was going to save Iris no matter what anyway. Um, so yeah, we had a lot of feedback for the Flash as we tend to do. So Suara, Joe, Sonia, Danielle, and Anita all sent feedback. And we thank you for it. And I will attempt to read through some of it because there is a lot. Um, and of course, these will all be posted to Tumblr. We'll start with was the first to send feedback. Uh, the first Anita, one, right? The first one is Danielle, actually. Oh, okay. Well, if you go in from the bottom up, the first person to send it in was Danielle. Okay. We'll start with Danielle. Um, Danielle says, let's see. I'm shocked how affected I was by the death of Wells since how over them I've been since post season three. So a part of me kind of feels cheated after seven two. Cisco specifically not getting to say goodbye broke my heart. Is this for this one? Episode? She, yeah, she did okay. one too. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Let me scroll down to three, two. God, where's my head today? Uh-huh. <laughs> the how can I do this without a Wells is bad and wrote the show into so many corners, but was an exciting prospect. Getting to see Cisco Barry and even Caitlin like be people who were allowed to be smart themselves again, rather than oh. a Wells needs to figure shit out. Just FYI, she did a bullet point at the bottom, so I don't know oh, if she that does. Might be, yeah, <laughs> she's going to try and oh, summarize in a bullet point. <laughs> Thank you, Danielle. Lifesaver. <laughs> she does try to summarize in bullet points. Um, Wells' death was effective. It helped not having Cisco there to say goodbye because it sold the unexpected sacrifice. When people die, they go with unfinished business. This is true. I hope that with the original Wells return doesn't continue to hinder the journey a character like Cisco would go on if all the Wells died. I hope original Wells is wholesome and not overbearing like they all have been post-season 2 Harry. Seeing Grant have fun makes me enjoy the episode more. Seeing that he isn't interested in the material makes me uninterested. <laughs> I appreciate the show linking Barry's lack of emotion to the artificial speed force and not to the fact that he gained high intellect. Grant is good. Carlos is really good. Candace is very good. <laughs> I hope Iris gets to be hurt. Barry forced her out of the mirror universe. I hope Iris gets to feel something about how fucking long she's been in there. And I think she will because even Grant in his interview, which he never usually does, was very excited about Candace <laughs> Iris' storyline about that. So there you go. Um, I She says, Jesus, how fucking long has she been in there? And why the fuck is there no urgency about saving Camilla, Iris, or Singh? If we get Singh out, I need to see 70% more of him. Agree. Unfortunately, it's probably not going to be the case. Hope they discuss how Barry feels when he loses her. Also, how Iris feels about Barry going to any lengths to save her. Cisco makes me cry. Cisco and Caitlin make me cry. Cisco and Barry make me cry. <laughs> Wait, Cisco She's doing a lot of crying. Treated makes me cry. More Cisco, please. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Thank you, Danielle. And then we have feedback from Sonia. She says... This is also very long, so I'll try to get through some of it. But she does say, I was so excited when I listened to last week's podcast and heard my feedback being read out loud. And it really reminded me of why I love your podcast, as it's such a safe space for me as a woman of color, comic book, TV show, movie fan. Oftentimes, I feel so ostracized to speak by other to other comic book um, TV show fans. 
since they are, sorry, usually all white or don't give a crap about people of color, internalize racism in the show, movies, and etc. So in this podcast, I truly feel heard and seen. And it's nice to have a trio of amazing women of color like you guys talk about the things in fandom. That's so sweet. Thank Thank you. you. We're glad that you feel this safe space. Virtual (laughs) hug. (laughs) Yes, virtual hug. For her feedback, she says, uh, this was a great episode of The Flash. And again, Grant truly showed his acting chops like he did in the previous episode with more comedic acting with being Wells because Barry being emotionless could have easily dubbed into the Stephen Amell school of wooden acting. (laughs) 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 But Grant really showed subtle hints of emotion in each decision that Barry made with his body language, expression, tone of voice, etc., which brought some much needed depth to the characterization. I'm going to skip some of this just to get down to it, but it will all be posted online. Um, also, Emotionless Barry really reminded me of an episode of this old Disney Channel cartoon series called The Weekenders when one of the characters cries during the movie and gets made fun of by his classmates and becomes emotionless as a result. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> um, I live in Vancouver and had seen some set photos of Candace and Victoria with the spray paint message to Iris from Camilla and was interested to see how that storyline would play out. That's so cool. Uh, and the moment of people I saw who complained about Iris getting Barry's speed in that one episode and who were celebrating Frost getting speed in this episode, like, I wonder why, I don't know how to insert gifts and emails, but if I could, I would insert, you know why gift. <laughs> <laughs> this is accurate. Um, it seemed like Eva was becoming sympathetic, and now with Barry basically turning the entire city against her, she's even more evil and crazy and unhinged than she ever was. Yikes. The scene at the end with the mirror in the elevator and Ava pulling that officer through the mirror scared the crap out of me. Oh, yeah, that was such a good scene, actually. I hate horror movies when people's reflections do different things than the regular person. <laughs> I literally almost had a heart attack during that scene. It's a very specific fear. <laughs> yes. uh, thank you so much, uh, Sonia, for your feedback. And then we have Joe, who says, can't wait for this mirror arc to be done with. Why would they tease me with killing all the Wellses and then bring another one back <laughs> the next episode? <laughs> Wallace sucks for denying us a happy West Island reunion, but I'm glad Iris is finally out. But think of how much better it will be next week. <laughs> um, I need them to use the lightning rod theme to redeem themselves. I agree. Suara says in Suara's corner, <laughs> the flash this week was interesting ah. for me. <laughs> I recognize it was a technically well done episode, but I also found it very frustrating. Why do we need more drama with super smart Barry? Just get Iris out and be done with it. It honestly felt like a slog. Why spend so much time on Nash's death? Even in death, this character is so annoying. <laughs> I do like, however, some of the ethical debates they were having as that felt realistic. I hate that it had to involve choosing Iris over two other characters we care about. Again, that aspect felt frustrating, but it was a simulation, Swar. <laughs> it was not real. <laughs> <laughs> I'm hopeful they all get out. Well, I know it was technically well done and made sense for after all the time Iris spent in the Mirrorverse. I still hated seeing her in pain and for that to be Barry's motivation of snapping out of his emotionless state. I also hate that it had to be a ripoff. Elsa saving the day. <laughs> we spent so much time saying goodbye to her at the end of last season, only for her to unfortunately return so early now. Also, I saw someone point out on Twitter, the combo of ice and speed doesn't make sense. <laughs> we, we discussed this. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and then we have Anita. <laughs> she says, oh, hell no. This team did not have the audacity to vote on whether to save Iris or save Spain. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, they didn't say Barry's life how how many umpteenth times and never have they ever unlocked any of his powers. Also, miss me with the citizens intern, Team Flash, newbie Allegra getting a vote on Iris's fate. Remember, guys, it was a simulation. It, it was not. I, I <laughs> doubt that she would do that in, in real yeah. life. Yeah. 
Yeah, I think she likes Iris, and she doesn't know Camilla or Singh, really. She didn't even like Camilla. I know. (laughs) If Ava took all of this action, thinking that her husband deliberately trapped her in the mirror and the trauma of realizing that she was already dead, I can totally see how the writers construct a way out for her, but I'm tired of this. Uh, Last, see what happens when a new power isn't sanctioned by the pure love of Iris West. Everything goes to pot, that's what. (laughs) I bet we'll find out that these are residual Wells brain cells powering Barry Allen, and then next week we'll see the original Harrison Wells come back and survey everything that was done to Star Labs in his absence. He's going to be so pissed. (laughs) For the first time in a long time, I'm looking forward to seeing the next episode, so while some things I threw in a trash bin, other things did spark joy. And I'm glad that they did. Thank you, everyone. Do we have any predictions? I think I said mine about Iris getting powers or like waking up and having powers to combat Mirror. Or yeah. Mirror. Yeah. Mirror Ava. She's Mirror yeah, Ava now. Yeah, I think now. that's a pretty good. I think that's a pretty good. <laughs> that's pretty solid. Yeah. Yeah. And also, I guess now that Barry doesn't have like the artificial speed force left him, right? So he would have to regain his speed again. So this is where they could also use this, this oh. lightning rod concept. Because, Okay. So is it like constantly, was it like constantly powering him or, you know, like through that atmosphere or like through osmosis or like. I think, it, I think they said it was like, like temporary, right? And at the end it just. So he would like have the to like run broke. again to get like a juice, juice up I, of like Spockberry or I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. It's unclear, but I feel like that's what happened at the end. Like it just stripped him of his powers or like because he broke it or whatever. Well, yeah. Hmm. Okay. And that's it. <laughs> no, I have nothing. I totally agree about um, Iris getting to use mirror powers to stop um, Ava. Eva. Um, obviously, everyone's going to coddle Barry. Um, what? I wonder if, because the last time Harrison Wells was alive, he was killed by a speedster. Mm-hmm. So I wonder how he's going to feel about a speedster taking a print in his, like, in Star Labs. Because we don't know how he, he like he's never met Barry before. I don't think he even met Cisco and Caitlin because all of that was like no, Eobard. He died like fourteen. He, years he died before the yeah yeah before they finished Star Labs. So that will be interesting actually to see what his dynamic is and his reactions and what he feels about speedsters in general and people in the thing that he built or was planning on building with his wife. That's not only a prediction, but just, like, interesting. What am I looking forward to? Um, So, Lady with Gumption for Black Lightning and for The Flash. Iris was not in it. Right. Unfortunately, we cannot say Iris was Lady with Gumption. Um, I guess for Flash, it would be... Ross for daring to inject herself with Velocity Velocity 9. Stop, Barry. (laughs) Yep, yep. And what would it be for Black Lightning? Um, nobody really did Grace for having the, having the having the audacity the to tell him be like, I'm a part of this family. <laughs> exactly. Because, <laughs> yeah, no one else really did anything. Um, Lopez oh God, for having the audacity to walk into, <laughs> to walk into um, Freeland and be oh, like, Oh, you know, Destiny Menace. for daring to try to kill Lala. Oh, there you go. Destiny? Destiny. <laughs> Solar was reaching for straws. <laughs> <laughs> she tried. She tried. 
So I guess it's going to be Frost. I don't know. I don't think that anyone else is. <laughs> We've tried to find someone else, but I don't think. <laughs> is this her first time? I know she's like one no, second place. No, it's definitely before. happened before. She's definitely won before. She's, she's won, won one second. Won. She's won second place before, but has she won first place? Um, that is a great question because we don't have Aaron anymore to keep track of. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Locked him. Make it, make it, come back. What did we do? <laughs> well, okay. Well, um, we'll have He's to. Like, go I'm going to call it. <laughs> By default, call it. time of death. Time of death. <laughs> time of death. 8:47 p.m. <laughs> Killer Frost is late gumption for this week. Um, yep, she took on the the diplomatic role, and you know, I don't know. <laughs> and she she velocity nined up and all that kind of stuff. Yep. So that's what we're gonna do it. And we are going. Don't yell at us. Don't send us any. You know, whatever's. <laughs> Just <laughs> next week we'll be back. That one will be back. So like you know, it's Ryan's fault for not being on an episode this week. Um, but she will be back next week with Batwoman. Um, wait, what did Superman and Lois do? <laughs> we forgot Lana. <laughs> Okay, I know. I've oh, actually, it. you know what? Lois <laughs> would be a lady with gumption for sure. I think more so than Frost because she went after Edge. She actually started interviewing ladies who were affected by him and then went to somebody's house looking for more info, even though she knew she was being stalked or whatever. After her that, that all truck also burned. <laughs> for a show that does not exist to me. So <laughs> Frost is still, she can be the ghost lady with gumption, um, the shadow the gumption. <laughs> The Shadow Lady of of the week. Um, next week, three shows. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. Come back and see us. Send us your feedback. Ladieswgumption at gmail.com or on Tumblr. Ladieswgumption.tumblr.com. See you later. Bye. Goodbye. Bye.